0: Hey yo, what's going on everyone? This is Lex James
1: and this is your boy Mikey Bravo
0: and you're listening to The
1: Wrestling High. And on this show we'll keep you up to date on all things WWE and AEW, whether
0: it's good, bad or just completely shit. We're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it. Ooh,
1: yeah. Yo, yo, this is Melatonin Mikey Bravo. I'm here with Luchasaurus Lex James. We're just going to do a little quick recap of this week in wrestling, right? Luchasaurus Lex. That's you. Lucha Lex. I think that's my least favorite one. One minute you're trying to choke slam somebody, the next minute you're doing backflips.
0: I don't botch that much, do I? <laughs> yeah, we got a little uh, brief recap of last week. Uh, nothing too monumental going on. Um, an episode that we uh, do plan on bringing you next week, um, next week's edition is going to be a, uh, a Randy Orton edition, being that this week actually makes 20 years in, uh, on the main roster for uh, Randy Orton in the WWE.
1: Yeah, that that's going to be a pretty lengthy episode.
0: It's going to be similar to our Undertaker episode a few weeks back. That's something we got to take time
1: on. Yeah, Randy Orton, really 20
0: years in the WWE. And, I mean, for practically most of it, he's been a top guy. And, you know, we uh, decided, like we do with, you know, just about everybody else. I watched Randy Orton from the
1: end of middle school <laughs> all through high school, junior, like, you know, and I'm still watching them. Yeah. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah, and um we have a, a top 20 Randy Orton, you know, top 20 greatest of all time matches for Randy Orton. And uh you you'll see, I mean, there's matches from the early 2000s all the way up to the last couple years.
1: And the dude is still only like 41,
0: 42. Just turned 42,
1: well, I believe,
0: got, like WrestleMania weekend or something like that. He's still got a good 10 years left of him. And Randy Orton's even been saying himself, like, he, he plans on, you know, like, he's not going anywhere. As far as WWE, as far as wrestling, like, he, he said he's, you know, he's 42, he's in a prime of his career, and he wants to do this for, like, another 10 years.
1: He has another world title running in his
0: future. A few I think of of A few. Oh, yeah. Because I
1: think he's the one that's going to break the Flair record.
0: I believe so. I think he should, at least. More he, so than see. It
1: belongs you know. to him.
0: More so than Cena. But Randy Orton, um, definitely somebody we want to dedicate an episode to. And a watch-along. One of those top 20 matches we will touch on. uh, And we'll bring a watch-along to you as well. Um, Again, watch-alongs I like to uh, bring are matches that may have been a little, you know, forgotten. Or just went, you know, under the radar. Not really the matches that everybody knows. Because, you know, for that reason. Everybody already has seen them. And, you know, it's not really much to talk about.
1: I want to... Look at a list of the names that Randy Orton has beaten. I mean, who hasn't he beaten? Uh, That's what I'm saying. I want to look at a whole list and pick out the biggest ones. So that way when we do that show, we can put that list there. Yeah. Because he has names in there that people need to hear. Because this is 20 years. I've said
0: it before, man. He's the last of a dying breed. And it's good to know that he at least intends on sticking around. Possibly into his early 50s. Assuming. Um, which it. nowadays is really not—it's not you know—it's uh, pretty common. We were
1: talking about that, and you said like, you know, forties the new thirty, and I guess fifties the new forty. Back in the nineties, like forty was like you're on your way out. Yeah. Now forty is like the prime of your career.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw Undertaker
1: getting his second prime, in the middle of his forties. You know, both of them had that match that we always talk about in the mid forties.
0: Yeah. You know, so Randy Orton is uh, another example of that. You know, so, uh, you know, not to spend too much time on Orton, but next week, like I said, bringing to you a Randy Orton edition and a watch along, just like our Undertaker episode a few weeks back. So look out for that. But for this week's episode, we're going to touch on a little bit of what happened last week. Again, um, you know, I guess we're starting to get um, an AEW. They're slightly building towards Double or Nothing, which has taken place in late May, I believe a couple weeks after backlash which is cool it's about a month I away like having
1: two pay-per-views a month yeah from each that, so about AEW... a couple of weeks
0: uh, uh, apart from each other last i think um last one we had like that i like obviously we yeah we didn't even get a, a pay-per-view in march only we only had um aew revolution yeah um so before that it was full gear and survivor series i think they were a week apart from each other
1: I, November. I, that gives that old wwf wcw feel right get a wwf pay-per-view and two weeks later, WCW. Yeah, like
0: every month, they were about a month. They were about like a week or two apart from each other. It would be cool if AEW could put some shit together to have more pay per views. At least, like I would at least like six. Yeah. For AEW, like one every two months. That's that would be optimal, bro. Yeah. Because you don't need two,
1: thirteen pay per views in a twelve month year.
0: Yeah, and you're not you're not going back to the well too much like WWE tends to with rematches. I wish know,
1: WWE and... would dumb down some of their pay per views down to
0: like eight. I you and I have talked to a big five and then like a a smaller three pay per views. You and I have talked about this before. Like as far as the gimmick pay per views, the only gimmick pay per view I don't mind is the Elimination Chamber, just because it's it's the only way it makes sense to bring six guys together. They're competing for a title. One
1: chamber now means something.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, like you can get six guys or six girls together, all going for either a shot at at the title at WrestleMania or or the the title title itself. Right, so. It's the one way it makes sense cuz how often do you get six people, you know, yeah, like I, feuding at the, the same hell in time in one
1: TLC. Thing. Those need to go They got to go. What's the other one? Isn't there another one? There like was. Money in the bank is another
0: one that you keep. Yeah, that one. Yeah.
1: Money in the bank to me is now we have a big 5. It's not right. big four no
0: more. I mean, it's going to be in a stadium for the first yeah. time this year.
1: So, I would be cool with the big 5 and a smaller 3. Yeah. Cuz then you save big matches for five pay-per-views. It gives you you have five pay-per-views that you can save Box office attractions for. Right. And then you got three smaller ones where you can just have like you know Test the waters on a couple guys. Yeah.
0: Just have great matches. You know? I like that idea. But yeah, I would like to see a couple more pay-per-views out of AEW. But Double or Nothing is about a month away. And um I know the one thing we're definitely getting, I believe the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. I don't know if it's the men's final it might be both the men's and the women's finals. I'm not sure. But I, I, from what I remember hearing, that um, the Owen Hart tournament is supposed to end at double or nothing. And uh, What is the win again? That I'm not too sure. I, w- they've been having qualifying matches as, as far as, you know, just to get into the tournament. It's not a part of the tournament which, itself.
1: Not to sidetrack, but speaking of Owen Hart, big news, Bret Hart signed a lucrative deal with WWE, which... I don't think it's to be on TV or anything. I just think it's their way of taking care of Hitman and, and making sure he doesn't go to AEW.
0: Right. Um, that, but he's another WWE guy that... At the same time, it's like, you know what? Brett should have
1: been got this treatment from
0: WWE. It, it does feel like he got it because FTR was teasing, bringing him in. Yeah, and you
1: thing. know what? I saw teases of FTR being looked at by WWE, and Brett signing would be a big thing. And if they're going to use him right, then... I'm for them coming back. It's
0: WWE a needs if. a big tag team. Yeah. Well, at least just to take the tag team division a little more seriously. But it's, it's
1: good to see Brett signing a, what they call a... I think it goes also to probably
0: to keep him away from the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah. Like, but another point was made that um, apparently... like was was business works. <laughs> yeah. It, another point was made, though, um, and it makes sense that it's not necessarily um, like a foregone conclusion that Brett would have been there anyway at the Owen Hart tournament because...
1: The wife,
0: right? Him and uh, uh, Owen's, yeah, Owen's wife can't get along because of that.
1: You know, Brett has been open about the fact that he wants Owen to be recognized, like, recognized in, the hall. in the Hall of Fame right. and inducted. And I'm with him on that. I, I understand her point. You know, I, I've read about the Owen Hart situation, but let the man be enshrined where he belongs. Yeah, let him get. Let him get. He's his one of the then. greats. Let his brother induct him. Yeah. If you look, like, I don't know if you know too much about Brett and Owen, but Bret Hart used to get they were like up the up to school and I, take him to the bus. I think States. they were, like, arguably the closest out yeah. of all the brothers. so that is. was big for him. And yeah. he wants to see his brother in the Hall of Fame that he's in. You know, Owen Hart made his name in
0: WWF. I remember Mark Henry even called for it at his Hall of Fame speech. What the wife mean? is holding that back. Yeah. So you so know it's what? Not, it wasn't a foregone conclusion. That yeah. He Brett been might married. not have
1: even showed up.
0: Yeah. Because obviously she signed on for this, and this is her. You know, they have her blessing for the whole tournament and everything. So, Which, and that again, makes sense. I
1: understand her whole reasoning. Her husband dying, and it was a stupid stunt that he shouldn't have been doing because yeah, Owen Hart was completely than unnecessary. That. But at the same time, when I think Owen Hart, I think tag team champs with Yokozuna and Bulldog. I think coming out with Slammy Awards. Yeah. I think Owen Hart, when he had the crew cut with the flat top and the leather jacket. Intercontinental champion. Intercontinental champ. I don't think the Blue Blazer. Because to me, Owen Hart was the dude that was a mix of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels putting one.
0: Yeah. Charisma. Like a hybrid.
1: An athletic, but can Matt wrestle Russell. like a motherfucker. Yeah. It's like a hybrid. Like, I want to see him put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. As is everybody else.
0: This doesn't sound like it's happening anytime soon. This but is the
1: closest he gets to a
0: like some sort of memorial dedication to his right, career in wrestling, which is cool. But again, well, one, one thing I do wonder is like if they plan on you know the winner of this tournament is actually going to be pushed and you know showcased and not go away for a couple months or be yeah, used on dark and elevation. The, yeah, like
1: even at this point, Wardlow winning that ladder match. Now that he's fully involved with MJF, even though it was a stepping stone, it's like yeah, kind of forgotten about. It, it. is, yeah you know like you're having these like imagine somebody winning money like it's like corbin winning money in the bank and then losing but (laughs) even though that was hilarious it was
0: great (laughs) you gotta use these matches to to elevate somebody you know and and, and wwe is guilty of it too a lot of those money in the bank matches and royal rumbles have elevated nobody in the last few years yeah because it just goes to people who don't need the ring too yeah
1: speaking of king of the ring owen hart bro king of
0: the ring he's one of the better ones king of hearts
1: Xavier Woods won King of the Ring, and they don't even call him King Woods no more. They took that shit
0: away from him immediately, Quick. right after his Quickly. injury. Quickly,
1: don't don't bring it back to
0: degrade it, bro, because King of the Ring was a big thing for me. Yeah, and Woods was actually doing a good job with it, I thought at least. Yeah. But yeah, man, AEW, um, the Owen Hart tournament is supposed to... The winner needs to get a shot at the title or...
1: Something. Fuck the I, TNT title. Yeah, I, the winner gets a shot at Hangman Page. The
0: TNT title just keeps losing its fucking value. It's yeah, it's, cause it's cause hot potato. Lana match for it. Yeah, eventually, um, and another title change. It's ever since Miro dropped the title in what November, I believe it was. It's and he's been it's changed like missing. five or six different times. He's
1: doing TikToks with
0: Lana on Instagram now. Oh, if Lana was my um, wife, I'd be doing TikToks with her too. So I can't really. <laughs> I can't really fault him for that. I can't really... And you you can't lie like you... You can't no, lie like... I'm, that. I'm, shit. You don't hear me lying. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, enough of that shit. On to Dynamite. And uh, the first match of the night is CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. Now, anybody watching this... Again, we all know CM Punk has been, you know, borrowing from Bret Hart since he's returned. He's even wearing black and pink. If you notice that in the trunks. But... Some of these moves that he was executing, like he um he started working the leg on Dustin like Bret Hart works the leg and you know exactly what I mean when I mm-hmm. say that. You know, he puts the foot on the rope and sits on his leg or whatever. Um, the one where he's basically trying to hyperextend it. Yeah, he gra- he grabs your like your
1: leg and like would put
0: his foot on your hip and then
1: throw himself and right. pull it. So, so like as to stretch your fucking hamstring.
0: That spot in particular, Punk does, and yeah, let's just say he shouldn't do it again. Yeah,
1: he, Bret Hart had a smoothness that Punk don't have. Yeah,
0: and he also like all right, he did the headbutt to the to the, um, the abdomen. He did um, you know, the sitting on the leg, for using the bottom rope, mm-hmm. and he beats Dustin with the same pin attempt that he uh, actually lost to uh, Bulldog with and in, uh, in Wembley. Only he didn't again. He didn't hook both legs. It was kind of done a little, yeah, not so smooth. Yeah, I, I get the, the the whole like paying homage, but it's like. People were raving about this match. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, though. Like it, like, it was okay. But people were raving about this. And then, you know, Dustin and Punk get up and, like, they share a moment in the ring where, you know, they get, like, kind of emotional about this. And I'm like, is this match really that – is this that type of match or are they just reaching right now? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't – I had saw that Dustin Rhodes said this was a dream match for him. But I didn't think it was that I was excited deal. going into this match. It's like I'm it's crazy that I I guess these guys didn't wrestle in WWE. I guess Punk never went up against Gold Dust. Um, may have teamed, but not, you know, necessarily, you know, wrestled each other. So I was like, all right, this could be a good match. But I don't know. It was kinda like Matt based and Punk is not the Matt wrestler I guess he thinks he is.
1: No, he's 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 not really the greatest of technical wrestlers. He can pull them. Especially the moves. if you're trying to emulate Bret Hart, right? If you, if you're gonna do that, I and think I'm sorry, like, Brian Danielson will do a way better job. I, at doing I'm that.
0: not trying to be overly critical, but Bret's my guy, and if you're gonna do his moves, do them. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? We why did... do you
1: think I can't stand the Young Bucks, bro? They, they literally shit on my favorite wrestler every <laughs> match they have. But they call it paying homage. It's not. You, you're you're shitting on like. I don't know how the fuck Adam Cole calls Shawn Michaels the greatest wrestler of all time, but then hangs out with the Young Bucks and tells <laughs> them, like, and then does it himself. If I was ever a wrestler, bro, I'm not using the super kick unless I speak to HBK and he says I can do it. Yeah. Can I use a super kick? No? Okay, I will not. I feel like the, the super
0: big. kick is just another, like... It's it, just it's, a
1: fucking move It's now. like a
0: working punch at this yeah, point.
1: Yeah, n- now that you can come in and super kick, super kick. Yeah. And there's people that were like, yeah, no, bro. I've watched Shawn Michaels beat fucking names
0: with this move we've gone from Austin and Rocco and Punch for Punch to the Young Bucks and Penta and fucking what's his brother's name Ray Phoenix Ray Phoenix go kick for kick yeah whatever yeah I know I, I understand I understand but yeah this so match, I, I get how you feel with Punk, this match like you know. it, it didn't bother me before but when I started seeing a couple of these moves not executed excellently by like someone right, what
1: was the excellence of execution
0: it wasn't just a nickname.
1: No, it was a real thing. It was
0: a fucking fact.
1: There's not one movie. And you know what? <laughs> Brett Maybe Hurt. this match was what made Brett say, fuck this, I'm signing with WWE. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he signed right in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, it, you know, the match was good. I think people raved about it like it was like a match of the year type of deal. And I'm like, I, don't, I didn't see that. No. But the interesting uh, turn of events that happened when Punk was on his way out... None other than Hangman Adam Page comes out and approaches him because Punk has been and actually continued to after this match motioning at his waist as if he's going for the title. So finally, uh, Hangman approached him. Title defense that I'm going to
1: give a fuck about. Yeah, that too. Since Brian.
0: Yeah. So Hangman came out and approached him, went face to face. And, Mike, you pointed out that Hangman appeared to have come out of the the heel tunnel. Yeah, because you showed me the video, and I didn't know this until
1: you pointed out the fact that AEW has the heels come out of what would be, looking at the screen, the left side. Mm -hmm. And the heels come out. Like if you're facing the the stage. The heels come out the left if you're looking at the stage, and the faces come out the right. Right. Hangman Page came out the left because I remember Cody Rhodes... After he cut that, why won't I turn heel promo or whatever, was it after that?
0: It was something like that, yeah. He went
1: and teased going to the left entrance, but then waved it off and left and went to the right, saying, I'm still a face. Hangman came out of the left side.
0: And I could have sworn Punk did too for this match, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's one of those things that AEW just hasn't been consistent with. I thought it was cool.
1: One of the many the things. The bad guys coming off the left. The, I thought it was a cool little touch. And you know me, I'm critical of this shit with AEW I mean, to the fullest.
0: To me it's like if you're gonna do, you know, shit like that and you know, you got people like you and me who pay attention to detail like that and yeah. then you just don't not consistent Don't get mad it, when it gets shitted on. Just yeah, be consistent with it. And I, I going back and watching it again, I yeah, you were right. He he came out of what I thought was the heel tunnel, unless it's just done away with without anyone saying anything. Maybe. I don't know. It's not something that was... But I was, am
1: interested in this match.
0: And it's funny, too, because like I, I didn't see anybody point that out either on, on Twitter or anything like that. So it's like, maybe Why it's just me, it? but I don't know. I, the Wrestling High, you heard it here first. We pointed it out. Throw it on Twitter, bro. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. But Hangman and Punk... I'm interested in that. They stand face-to-face. I, and yo, Hangman sounded like he was getting cheered harder than Punk was. Really? And the thing is... I kind of want Punk to take it off him. It's interesting. Like, do they turn Punk heel for this so we can get a face versus heel? Please. Or do they just do the face versus face and it's a one-off? Because they can get away with doing both. But do they want to turn Punk heel being that he's clearly their biggest star? Might not be a great idea to turn him heel because he's their biggest star. He gets the loudest reactions all the fucking time. Maybe keep
1: him face. I he want, can show I want to show his heel tendencies.
0: I want him to win the
1: title from Hangman. Do you really? Because I remember saying that I wanted Punk to take the title from MJF, but since Punk beat MJF in the Dog Collar match,
0: you want MJF to, to take I,
1: it I wouldn't mind MJF coming and being a prick and taking the title off of Punk. Hmm. I now I'm gonna ruin you. Like you came. This is your first title reign in seven years. Longer than that because he wasn't a champion WWE for a while before he quit.
0: I'm gonna take that off for you now too. I do see in the future a Punk MJF title match. I think it has to happen. Plus, I don't know how soon. I don't know if that's this year. Hangman's
1: had a nice what, little four or five month reign. I don't think this is the end of his reign.
0: I feel like Punk is here to strengthen it might, it this title ain't, reign. But you know I, I, I mean? would like
1: it to be. I wouldn't mind seeing Punk with that. title. I mean, I
0: don't blame you for thinking that. I think he's cool with the title since run. since two tremendous Brian Danielson matches. We've gotten a Texas Death Match with Lance Archer that was. A lot more entertaining than we thought it would be going into it. And then an Adam Cole match that was decent. And then a Texas death match with Adam Cole that I was unnecessary. I thought the Texas
1: death match with Lance Archer was better than the one with Adam Cole.
0: Without a doubt. That match was entertaining. Yeah. It was, it just, was surprisingly Lance entertaining.
1: I was watching it and I'm like, yo, I, I hate to admit, I, I'm going to have to tell Alex this is pretty fucking I was good. saying the it's same like, thing.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, there was no drama in it whatsoever because no one... Bought into Lance Archer being the 8th. Not, not on eight
1: not on the Dynamite episode. Or not what? on
0: anything, dude. He ain't fucking ever winning that title. No. Come on. Let's be honest here. No no offense, but with the roster that they got, and they're going to put it on Lance Archer? Yeah. Come on. Just being realistic. Um, so that's the only, you know, I want to see matches where, you know, it could go either way. I guess to some people's, in some people's minds, it could have went either way with Adam Cole. To me, you're out of your damn mind if Adam Cole beats he Adam Page. He just lost the fucking... Yes, orange. Cassidy. orange you remember Cassidy.
1: when Chris called him Orange Julius? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, orange. But Punk and uh, Punk and Hangman. I do think Hangman takes this. Yeah, I, I think this is our double. I'm gonna band. I'm gonna
1: go with Hangman, but I would love to see Punk take that belt
0: off him. See, I don't know. I don't know if I could agree with you on that because I'm watching him not execute, and it's not just him not executing Bret Hart moves the way they should. But it's just, I don't know if Punk, like, I don't know if he should be holding the title right now. I think he still needs to. You know, you know why I'm
1: going. Why I'm hoping he takes it off of them? because of what you said earlier. He's their
0: biggest. He is their biggest star.
1: Star right now. I want to see how AEW grows when their biggest star has their biggest title. Because Hangman Page is not their biggest star.
0: No, CM he's not. Punk is. That's true.
1: So if CM Punk has the title, I want to see because that's usually what companies do. Look, like, they live with Hulk Hogan. They're doing it with Roman. They did it with, Rome. They're doing it with Roman. They did it with Austin and Rock. The big yeah. when the biggest star has the biggest title is when shit starts to climb. So I want to no, see what right. happens.
0: I'm, I just feel like in the ring, like this matches that Punk has had no, that are right. really good, Punk and then there's is not matches the that, that he used to be. Yeah, and I get it. It's been seven years, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think certain guys. I don't think Punk is ready to in the ring with yet he can get he can have a great match with mjf because mjf isn't that type of wrestler he can actually tell a good story a lot of these other guys like a kenny omega i don't know if punk is ready to face a kenny omega right now that makes me i don't know if he's ready for brian danielson right now
1: who that makes me wonder who punk is gonna face at that pay-per-view coming up right because i don't think kenta
0: it's gonna be kenta kenta's the one that's been calling him out I think New I Japan's think no, I I world. don't I don't Dude, disagree with you. We watched these matches. I'm just saying, Kenta, because he's been calling him out about the GTS. That is his move originally, not Punk's, and he's been calling him out ever since. Punk is, you know what? You know, let's get through these matches right. quick because I, I want to talk about something we real quick get before we get to. Right. The end the AEW. So the next match we got is uh the BCC Brian Danielson Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> W Willy Uta and John Moxley versus uh, the team of Lee Moriarty, Brock Anderson, and Dante Martin. Um I don't think I need to tell no, you who wins this match. It's a squash.
1: Yeah, pretty and, much. And, and speaking of Bret Hart, if it was anybody that could do it,
0: it was him. It's Danielson. He should be doing it, but he's he's his own person. Right. So Tony Khan, once again, for you know, like the hundredth time Took this a year. No. Well probably that. Um he has you know he announces that he has a huge announcement to make but this one is actually a huge announcement it is huge that's what i wanted to talk and about and the best part about this is he wasn't the one that announced it he actually allowed adam cole to do it which i think was a good call cuz yeah, adam, adam cole is
1: a lot better on the mic than he is he's, well, he's he, better at, the one that pointed it out like yeah, he's like a coked up geek like he he sniffs a line of coke and comes out and says i have an announcement
0: tony khan does not know how to be in public he's like he needs he needs work on Public speaking and just how to conduct himself because he just comes off. And people say rich. it's like people say it's like oh he's he's a fan like that's great you could be a fan but you also have to like not act like a fucking Mark you're the owner dude yeah. you know what I mean like act like one you imagine like how he reacted when Samoa Joe came out and and, and the Ring of Honor Supercard. you imagine Vince McMahon acting like that no for Cody Rhodes no <laughs> at WrestleMania. <laughs> he just looks silly, and he sounds silly. So I thought it was good. He's like he, you know, you had Adam Cole on the big screen, and Adam Cole. It's like all right, he's cutting a promo, but basically telling you that I believe it's June twenty sixth, right? It's a Sunday in Chicago, of all places. Nice. We're getting a new Japan versus AEW Super Show called Forbidden Door.
1: Hold on, a show that big. Why the fuck are you not bringing that to New York? Why Chicago?
0: That's the second city. Yeah, but I mean, Does it Chicago- have something to do with has... WWE's contract with Madison Square Garden. Well, that might—I don't know if they have one like that. First off, second, the Garden is really expensive to run a show Tony there. Got but money, though. but the thing is, dude, Chicago—they have Punk. Chicago is gonna be their go-to. Yeah. You know that. I guess so. Chicago's going to be their go-to. because I guess a- that's
1: me just wanting to go to this show. New York <laughs> will
0: always be WWE. Yeah, Will forever. always be WWE. AEW can run shows there. But, like, dude, I'll start taking... Like, I think it'll be a big step for AEW once they get, like, the Barclays. Or if they're able to land MSG. Even there. The you Barclays know what I mean? Center. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, just New York is WWE territory. And yeah. Chicago, WWE go to Chicago, obviously. Because WWE can go anywhere. But... Being that they have Punk, that's like a home base for them now. That's like their second home other than Jacksonville. Yeah, I guess so. So I, can, I understand it. And, yo, the crowd is going to be fucking amped in Chicago. I, I,
1: I'm hyped to see this shit. Me too. Me too. Because I want to, that's what I wanted to talk about, like potential opponents. I want to see Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay.
0: Danielson has to face one of three guys, and Ospreay is one of them. If not him, I want to see him in Shingo Takagi, and if not either of those two, I need to see Brian and Okada. If he's not facing one of those three, I'm going to be highly disappointed. They, they
1: can make this a yearly thing.
0: I hope they do. This would this because be this their, could be a fifth pay per view.
1: Yeah, and this could be like their big pay per view every year. Like, yo, come in June and watch us.
0: Because that's something completely know, different from WrestleMania. That's
1: yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice alternative. It's the two other biggest companies watch next to WWE for what WrestleMania does, right? But then it's like, yo, I get to watch New Japan. Well, these
0: are the two biggest companies outside of WWE going up against each other. I'll so. take,
1: give me Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay this year. Oh, do it now man. because they've teased it. I've seen videos and tweets of Will Ospreay saying, I beat the Japanese dragon. Where the fuck's the American dragon? Mm. I need to see this. That would
0: be incredible.
1: That sells that shit I don't out. I think
0: we're ready for that.
1: And then next year, you can do Brian and Okada. Next year, you get old, like, oh my, my god. My thing is
0: this, man. Do you think Kenny Omega comes back in time for that? Because that Kenny would Omega be nice. I Kenny Omega
1: was good to, co- good to go and come back, but he chose to have another surgery. Did he? Yeah, on something else. So I, I can see him coming back at how this.
0: How could you not have Kenny Omega for this pay-per-view? Give me, give me Kenny Omega. As long Omega, as he's healthy enough. Like, give
1: me Kenny Omega and Okada, but in America. In Chicago. That's a match that people... Did you seen that? Maybe in New Japan, maybe right?
0: we get John Moxley and Tanahashi because I feel like that has been something that has been why not? Hyped Didn't Tanahashi
1: just have like a fucking hardcore match not too long ago? I'm
0: not too sure, but I remember one of the other calling one calling the other out. I can't and remember this is, who this it was, is. Kind of
1: what pisses me off about AEW is the fucking like fat, swole dude that Adam Cole fought.
0: Oh, Tom- there Ishii. There's is
1: no way Adam Cole would ever beat that guy.
0: That was the Owen Hart qualifier.
1: And it sucks, because you know he's not going to go over an AEW guy on the show, but come on, this dude... I He fought... I think he fought Shingo in New Japan. And they were beating the fuck out of each other. And you're going to tell me Adam Cole beats this dude? <laughs> it's... You shouldn't have even made that
0: match. It's a stretch, to say the least.
1: <laughs> Kiss my balls. That dude is a... That, that dude looks like a bad fucking Japanese motherfucker. Like, he can fight. Like, just like a... Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. He shouldn't be losing to certain guys, but like Samoa Joe is believable.
0: Right, right. But yeah, that's the thing. who's Samoa Joe going to go up against in there? Yeah. I mean, imagine Samoa Joe and Shingo. I, I was thinking that too. Man, oh, shit. my God. That would be pretty hard. You think I Shingo, feel like I'd get bruised up just watching that You think Shingo, Shingo could hit
1: him match. with the made in Japan?
0: I, I don't know. He it might. Would, it would be interesting. He might. I'm hyped for this match. We're definitely gonna have to do a full episode on that. Shego reminds
1: me of a, a, a like a straight up just Eddie Guerrero with a Japanese face.
0: <laughs> he does have he he looks a little he, the like, hair. He doesn't wrestle like Eddie, but he has like a he has like a mullet Eddie look.
1: It's like his height and his build and shit cause he's like
0: not, WCW Eddie. He's not a the tall hair, guy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Forbidden Door.
1: I wonder if the AEW guys can handle the New Japan style though. Man, we're about to find out. I don't wanna see New Japan Certainly be dumbed told. down for like if you wanna do this and you have a match would have been
0: cool if they went to Japan and did this. What? If they actually did that in the Tokyo dome. Yeah, right. Maybe next year. If this is a, maybe, you know, if this is uh, you know, maybe the success that it needs to be Maybe that's an agreement, you know. Bring one, it to year the here, here, one
1: year here, that one year here,
0: one year here. That would be dope because that would be a huge fucking crowd. Probably the biggest crowd AEW's been in front of, and that would be huge for New Japan because then when you see maybe
1: there's, there might be WWE fans that watch AEW but don't necessarily know about New Japan. Like we yeah. know about all of this shit. Cause yeah. If it's a fucking ring and there's guys beating the shit out of each other, it's I'm gonna watching, it's gonna you know? open
0: you know eyes to you know more so viewers. If you, the, the more viewers,
1: eyes sure. New Japan gets on them from, say WWE fans who don't watch it yet, like I love New Japan. I've been watching this shit since years ago when AJ Styles was there and shit. Yeah, but there's some people here that maybe haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, and when they watch this, they're gonna say, "All right, let me check this out." They're gonna see guys like
0: Shingo. And will uh, spread and be like, holy shit. New Japan is pro wrestling without all the bullshit that we're used to on a weekly basis. It's just basis hard hit. You want to see America. hard
1: hitting, stiff, professional wrestling? No nonsense. That's going to make you go, what the fuck? Yeah. Go watch New Japan. I agree. It's none of the... like, Yeah, storylines and shit are nice. And they do storylines in New Japan, but they focus more on getting that ring and fucking make these people go, wow.
0: Putting on a show. When,
1: that match we watched with Will Ospreay and Okada, when he did that reversal from the drop kick into like a fucking Batista bomb, I was like, yo, I've never fucking seen that. And then recently, Finn Balor did it to Austin yeah. awesome theory Austin awesome theory. And it's just like, look, that's a move that people never seen right. in WWE. In America. And now they're seeing it.
0: Sure. Very true. Uh, so after that announcement, next match we got was Wardlow versus The Butcher. And... um.
1: Is this the guy that fucking... This
0: is the guy that got in front of the camera last week and... and
1: Does the fingers and licks his... He did that stupid pose. He looks like a bum. Like a balding bum. Well... He looks like somebody that I would see on bum fights back in the... Remember (laughs) that episode? Where the bums used to fight and they would record that shit? The bullshit belongs on bum fights. The bum and the
0: blade. (laughs) The bum and the blade. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, Wardlow, you know, he beat him in under five minutes. He had his powerbomb symphony. Good. My thing is this, though. Like MJF, this is the third straight feud that we're getting. Uh, We're getting something where he has to force his opponent to go through a a series of matches before they get to him. You
1: always got to fight the colony first to get to you? It started with Jericho.
0: You had the five labors of Jericho. Then the punk one. All right, he had to go through the pinnacle. Cool, made sense, but now this is the th- and and you ain't gonna get any complaints about me uh, from me about the whole punk and MJF feud. I loved it, but it is starting to get repetitive, and I get it. I don't think he that's has what MJF's doing though. He has Wardlow. No, it's it's Tony was, Khan. Soon his booking. But like you have, you know, I get it. Wardlow is under you know quote unquote contract. To MJF and not AEW, so I guess MJF. can So MJF these matches. making
1: him have these matches makes sense. It yeah, makes it it's sense just still
0: we're seeing it's, it's old. more or less the same shit. It's though. the third feud
1: they're doing it. Yeah, and again, I, I I know this is not MJF's doing. I think this is whoever books for AEW, and
0: it's not bad. It's just we've Changed seen this before.
1: Change it up because I like how they're building Wardlow. Yeah. Isn't he fighting fucking Thunderhawk next week?
0: Yeah. Well, we get to that. I'm actually... was. Good. I cannot...
1: I'm going to watch that.
0: We're, we're, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to get to because just like last week, you know, he sends the butcher at him. And now, you know, MJF brings in Jake the Snake. And, you know, he talks about paying him and, you know, for his services. And Jake the Snake... They're doing a backstage promo with, you know, Jake the Snake and MJF. And Jake just keeps rambling on and rambling on. You don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's talking in circles. And then your boy Lance Archer just comes in. He's like, I don't give a damn about the money. I just want to beat somebody's ass. And then the promo just ends.
1: Thunderhawk.
0: So it's like, you know what? I kind of like that. And then he wound up having a very entertaining squash match on Rampage with Serpentico. I think that's his fucking name. Lance Archer literally marched down the ring like he didn't have any time to fucking waste. And this guy, he caught him mid-Tope Suicida and just destroyed him. And he, after he beat him, he chokeslammed him three more times. And the chokeslams, feel like each slam was harder than the last one. It's like, Jesus. I was like, that's a a Lance Archer I can get behind. As ridiculous as his hair looks.
1: They had his toy in Walmart. I was going to buy it for my son just so I can... Watch him make his wrestlers kick his ass.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we are getting Lance Archer versus Wardlow next week. And I, I that's better than...
1: I think he's going from the squasher to the squashed. I can't, I can't wait to watch uh, It's definitely that.
0: an upgrade from the Butcher.
1: Yeah, because, you know, Thunderhawk's a big dude.
0: And he at least has had title matches I, and he's won titles. It, his
1: name's really the Murderhawk, it's right? the
0: Murderhawk. You're I, the I, only I, asshole that calls him the He's a fucking
1: Thunderhawk. Fuck that asshole. Thunderhawk. <laughs> but... I can't wait to see fucking Wardlow powerball. I wonder if you can.
0: I, th- I don't. See, I, don't, I wouldn't squash Lance Archer. I don't know if I'd squash him.
1: Because he's bigger than him. But you
0: do, you do give him like a, a convincing win. I don't know if you squash him the same way you squash Butcher.
1: Nah, not bum fights. <laughs> you can squash bum fights like that, but you can't squash. Is that what we're calling him that's now? That's what I'm calling fights. <laughs> fights. <laughs> he looks like something from bum fights, bro, I'm telling you
0: you're not wrong uh next match was jungle boy versus kyle o'reilly and this is another owen hart qualifier and uh kyle o'reilly does win this match and apparently samoa joe won a qualifier as well i believe on the episode of rampage before that and i believe they were teasing that um the fir- one of the first round matchups just might be samoa joe versus kyle o'reilly which shit, signed me up that could be a hell yeah, of a big, match. Big match so long as you keep the microphone away from Kyle O'Reilly i never want to hear him utter another word on tv again well as good as he is in the ring he's as bad on the mic
1: yeah he's he's a, he is just... he is charismaless. he
0: is charisma less stand it <laughs> holy god but yeah hell of a match uh with jungle boy i just wish jungle boy would be repackaged because um to me jungle boy is not a fucking name you're going to put Don't on like, you're yeah, not going to put in the lights. It's just, yeah. you Lucha,
1: Lucha Lex today. Luchasaurus Lex. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to buy you a Luchasaurus. Why Lex. aren't
0: you Jungle Boy Bravo?
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: Fucking A. Uh, I, I still got to be Luchasaurus I'm Lex. sorry, so. bro. I'm over
1: 160 pounds. So am I. 170. So am I.
0: Are you? Yeah. This isn't all fucking fat. <laughs> anyway... Not even fat. Hook had a squash match that was fun. His first match on Dynamite. It's kind of fun didn't watching Dan him. Dan
1: trying to curse him and it didn't work?
0: Dan Housen apparently got in his fucking face and kind of challenged him. Because he can't curse him.
1: Well, Dan Housen can wrestle.
0: Yeah, but Not he also good, but he looks wrestles. like a fucking child, even next to Hook.
1: Yeah, so i I love to see Hook kick his ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, I, I don't know why you see it that Dan way.
1: Danhausen actually does wrestle. He's just been injured. That's so why He beat the doing face the, paint off
0: of him. Oh, I, I
1: would love to see that. <laughs> Yo, honestly.
0: And it's funny because Hook just didn't as, take it serious. As soon as,
1: as I talk about Danhausen, I'm actually a fan because he's fucking hilarious. I wouldn't mind seeing Danhausen in WWE with the 24 7 title.
0: My <laughs> thing is, AEW, again, AEW just assumed. Everyone knew who Dan Housen was, and while a lot of people do, the way they presented him has just been like, there has to be somebody out there watching AEW, like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and AEW has done nothing to explain him. they just like, oh, yeah, you know who he is. Like, yeah. no, dude, this isn't Samoa Joe coming over. Everyone knows who he is. You know what it is? Everyone knows who Jeff Hardy is.
1: AEW <laughs> thinks that... And they probably know that most of their fans are real big indie wrestling yeah, fans. Yeah, and it's
0: the same people that watch every week. So they week.
1: know who these fucking weird quips are coming but from. But my
0: thing is, don't you want to grow?
1: Exactly. That's why I say put the belt on Punk and see what happens. Yeah, I, I get it. I get you where you're coming a, from. Di- a different audience.
0: I just... To me, it's like you put the belt on Punk, then Punk has to... Wrestle the top of the line, you know the best of the yeah, best, and, and I don't know if he can. Brian's I don't know if he's ready for Brian out and out Omega. Right yeah, but I don't and know if he's ready for someone like Omega. I don't think
1: Punk can hang with Brian at all. Like I don't think Punk could hang with Brian back in the day.
0: Brian could slow down.
1: Yeah, he but that's what I'm saying. Brian would have to slow down for him. Right. I don't think Punk belongs.
0: I just in want to see Punk. I, do, I would like to see it punk get more you know more reps even though he's been wrestling a lot but at the same time it's like he it's showing that he's been away for seven years and i think it's just a fair assessment i'm not trying he to, shit to just on wrestle him. his
1: style of wrestling yeah not Bret hart's not aw's flips go back to cm Punk's style of wrestling that's yeah. what's gonna get you over that's what got you over why are you changing it now
0: there was nothing wrong with it to begin you're with you're
1: not brett sorry just like nobody's Sean, just wrong like nobody's with that. Austin, you're not and you're CM Punk, Be CM Punk. Yeah. Wrestle your style. I because agree. you're gonna look like an ass hat on TV, and then it's gonna make you look bad.
0: Yeah. Then you're just like everyone else on AEW.
1: Yeah. You don't have to em like you can get pay homage to greats every once in a while. Right. Not every fucking night. Because now it's like the super kick, like you said. It's like a working punch now. It is. It's not even a high spot no more.
0: Let alone a finisher.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I guess Shawn Michaels just kicked harder than everybody else. Apparently. Maybe it was the fucking motorcycle boots he wore. It's the
0: pinpoint accuracy.
1: Yeah. It really was sweet chin music. These guys ain't getting kicked in the chin. They're getting kicked in the chest. Wherever it lands.
0: Sweet chest music.
1: Shawn was actually hitting the button, I guess. Yeah. Fucking bullshit.
0: So, the main event of AEW Dynamite was a coffin match between Andrade and Darby <laughs> Allen. You know why I'm laughing, right? I, I mean, which one? <laughs> but first off, here's another gimmick match. It, like, the gimmick match Every is, week. It's, it's fucking main every event. week, man. So when's the next coffin match? Double or nothing? We got two Texas death matches.
1: Let, l- let's forget months. about...
0: The Maybe that at Forbidden Door we'll get another You could have
1: had CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes finish the match and, and have your champion stare down his next challenger.
0: At the to end your to fucking end your show not to no, start. It.
1: Let's end it with somebody who's not even involved in a mid card feud. Have a coffin match. And what your they, buddy's gonna stand in the crowd. What are they
0: doing with Andrade, man? Nothing. A great wrestler I don't want to hear Anybody tell me That AEW's handling Andrade better than WWE no, is No It's equally as bad At best
1: Come back to WWE And get what fucking Hey at least Andrade had. Santos Escobar
0: Andrade had fucking Bangers with Rey Mysterio He held the title He had a US championship And an NXT title On NXT he was handled greatly Yeah But it's just Come on man Like Andrade came to AEW And look I like Darby Allin I like Darby Allin But should Andrade be losing him this much? No. Shouldn't be losing him at all. Let alone this much. It's just come on, bro. And then, again, Sting jumping off of the fucking balcony was awesome. And it made the night of the last pay-per-view, right? AEW Revolution. So let's show him again a month later. Do it again. Like, come on, man. Now and, Sting and, and jumping and off of shit is getting old. Taking
1: the mask off and calling back to the old WCW days was cool. But yeah, when they're like,
0: fighting in the crowd and they just so happen... oh you know
1: he was going to be there? Right. Like, really? he just
0: so happens to be right where Sting is in disguise.
1: And then when he jumps off the balcony, they're just waiting.
0: <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Sting.
1: <laughs> I'm old now. Hold on, guys. Like, come on,
0: man. Like, it just... It doesn't mean it shit. being great
1: see Sting doing that
0: to oh here it is again again. and again
1: maybe next week we'll see it again and he'll do it to fucking Thunderhawk
0: Sting fights in the crowd more than fucking Cody Rhodes (laughs) more than he did in AEW notice Cody hasn't went into the crowd in WWE at all Vince probably
1: said I'll give you whatever you want just stay the fuck out the crowd
0: (laughs) (laughs) deal Sting has taken on those responsibilities in AEW now like their 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 eight man tag that where they tag with the Hardys and they go all over the fuck. They they all it's all the
1: same oh, shit every week. I told you yesterday. I think since since Jeff Hardy debuted, I think
0: he's jumped off like four ladders already. You know the Hardys have been on Dark or Elevation or <laughs> both, right? Have they? You didn't know that? <laughs> nah. And and a fucking random ass eight man
1: tag. So Jeff Hardy. Went from potentially getting a match again, at least
0: against Roman. Booker T was even saying on his um, podcast how he says, like, he feels like that was a demotion. Yeah. You know, and people were even pointing out Booker T, calling him a hypocrite, saying that he's wrestled on Velocity in Sunday Night Heat, which apparently he has. Um, and it's hard to argue that. So Booker T might be a little hypocritical on that part, but at the same time, you AEW is look- bringing Jeff Hardy in. Jeff Hardy is a top guy. Not saying Booker wasn't at the time.
1: Velocity and and Sunday Night Heat were on TV though. This is YouTube.
0: That too. That's a big difference. That too.
1: That even though he was wrestling on them shows, that was still TV time.
0: I don't know. I'm look, man. I'm sure the Hardys will do. You know, Jeff Hardy's even said it himself. He doesn't politic backstage. He doesn't, you know, try to do things his way.
1: Bro, we could have got. Jeff Hardy versus Roman. Jeff Hardy WWE
0: fucked that up too. Yeah, that WWE. I don't blame Jeff for leaving WWE because one, they let know. him go, and then they were like, "Yo, my bad, we were wrong." But you want a spot in the Hall of Fame, and he said, "Fuck you." I don't blame Jeff for that. No, I don't blame WWE. Fucked that up, but I, I do think he was getting that match against Roman
1: somewhere down the line. Maybe now after the Brock. The
0: WWE, but still WWE fucked that up. They jumped the gun on that. Jeff could still be. Jeff could be Roman's fucking next opponent, like you said. That's what I'm saying. he you know? could have been now. a part of WrestleMania. I don't know how, but they could have been a part of WrestleMania. Could have been hidden to win the well, fucking IC know. title. We'll just
1: see him jumping off ladders now. And matches that he's already eliminated. Yeah, and that he too. Still wins. Yeah,
0: just it just doesn't make sense in AEW, and it's just like I don't I don't miss watching any of that. Like WrestleMania season. Sometimes it doesn't live up to what it should And you know this year was The build up was decent The actual night was actually You know yeah, like surprisingly so good For the most part And yeah like around that time I gotta admit I wasn't paying too much attention to Dynamite Or Rampage just because like i It's Wrestlemania mode Yeah. And like I'm, now that we're back You know Wrestlemania is behind us a few weeks like, oh, We weren't really missing anything No It's just same shit like, oh, I saw this episode of Dynamite, like, weeks ago, five times, over the last fucking year. <laughs> it's just with different people. Yeah. It's just, you know, I don't know. And look, I'm, I'm not saying WWE brings us a fucking fresh product every week, either. They, they do shit. They, you know, fucking shove things down our throat in a different way. No, they do. They do. We, get, we do get a lot of rematches. This league's was really good. Yeah, it was. But the fucking gimmick matches. My God. None of these mean a damn thing. They don't mean yeah, anything. They it, it don't. A coffin match. Andrade lost his coffin match. Apparently, the um, the 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 I guess the the door. I guess you call it to the coffin mm. or the fucking you know, on the back of the opening. I guess there were thumbtacks. So when you slam the door on the guy's back, not only are you trying to you know. Thumbtacks, thumb yeah, because that has. They been, love thumbtacks. Now they you know, you know thumbtacks is gonna be a fucking weekly thing now. It's just stupid, man. It's it's too gimmicky, and the thing is, like AEW, you know, they came into this priding themselves on being more you know sport based, bullshit. More pro wrestling over sports entertainment, bullshit. That that's that's my problem with it. That's why I have to be a little more critical when it comes to this because look WWE is what it is we know that they're not shying away from it yeah and it sucks sometimes a Mm -hmm. lot of the times I'm not denying that at all but they are not claiming to be something they're not yeah like um, uh, is is that fair to say like no you're right
1: you're 100% right
0: we're getting, you know... WWE it's knows to be... what
1: they're putting out. And they, they market it as that. This is sports entertainment. Yeah. AEW says we're the best pro wrestling company in the world, but then comes out and does goofy sports entertainment shit. Yeah. Or and silly gimmick shit.
0: Yeah, or silly gimmick matches that are fucking tiresome at this point. In WWE, even their bad shit is presented good.
1: AEW, their bad shit is just presented. In... Why thumbtacks on the lid? What do why... What what does that add to Stump the match? Thumbtacks
0: on Jordans.
1: What does that add to the match? Thumbtacks. <laughs> thumbtacks everywhere. You would think they get slammed on thumbtacks so much that they get immune to it. Don't use it no more. It doesn't hurt.
0: It's fucking stupid. Ass hats. That's where I'm going with AEW right now. We'll leave it at that. And uh, when we get back, we're going to switch gears. Touch on Monday Night Raw and uh, slightly. Smackdown, nothing s- happened. Smackdown, nothing's been happening at all. At all. Roman hasn't even really been on there, but we'll talk about that. I don't think Roman guys. wants to fucking be on Smackdown anymore. <laughs> He's probably got to drain the hose. Yeah, so uh, when we get back, we'll touch on Monday Night Raw and a uh, little bit of Smackdown right after this. To back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. <laughs> All right, so right before we get into the WWE side of things, I did forget to mention a pretty big match on uh this week's AEW Dynamite that's going to take place. It's um it's an Owen Hart tournament qualifier. And it is Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler. FTR. Are you sure it's
1: not Dash Dawson?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I checked. <laughs> Dick. Um Dax Harwood Cash Wheeler. FTR facing each other one on one for it's the first be a time. Good match. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember which I think one it Danny was.
1: Takes that though.
0: I can't remember which one it was, but I, I believe one of them said on Twitter that they're going to be watching Bretton Owen all week. Yeah, so I, I think
1: fucking Howard takes it though.
0: I do too. Um, he seems to be the one that has been getting a, you know a few more solo matches. He
1: seems like if they were to break up for some reason, he seems a little more ready to be on his own. Right. Um, so and I'm, then I. I had said, like, I want to say, back around the time we went to SmackDown, that I didn't really care for either one of them on the mic, but I think he can be the one on the mic that really takes off.
0: And not to mention, he also went up against CM Punk a couple weeks ago.
1: That powerbomb is dope, where he bounces you off the rope.
0: Yeah, Tully Blanchard style. Um, So, yeah, if anything, I I, I agree with you on that. I think um, my pick to win that match is Dax Harwood. Maybe he gets the push. Maybe he wins damn tournament who knows that it would be why someone not? different but i don't know it, it just i don't i probably not as far as that goes just because like they're on such a roll right now as a tag team why would you push one of them as a solo guy now yeah i still want Maybe to see in the future. them in the
1: briscoes on AEW.
0: yeah but yeah i did forget um you know it's a big uh big thing i left off on our AEW segment And I don't know how I left it off, but it just hit me. I was like, shit, I should probably mention that. Because that is a match that I want to talk about when the time comes. Definitely a match I'm looking forward to watching on Dynamite this week. And at least I know it's one good thing (laughs) to look forward to, you know. But switching gears here. Monday Night Raw. Raw's been getting a lot better. Cody Rhodes still presented as a, a superstar, which I like. Giving the belt to the kids is a big thing. It is, you know, some, uh, some Bret Hart type of shit there. But we start Monday Night Raw off. They're in Buffalo, New York. Cody
1: touches on that. Mm-hmm. So the
0: last time they were in
1: Buffalo, he, he beat Seth Rollins. So we had,
0: yeah, and when um, Cody and Seth were, were they're cutting a promo in the ring, and uh, Cody Rhodes, like you said, he brings up, you know, like the history that we have in this building. And uh, the match that they're talking about is the match that we are going to be releasing next week. Or maybe even earlier this week, or later this week, I should say. And it's the watch-along. It's uh, the match between uh, Cody Rhodes and his brother Goldust versus The Shield, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, and they're fighting for their jobs. Cody Rhodes made reference of that in this promo because it happens to be in the building that they're in right then and there, Buffalo, New York. I
1: caught that quick because I think we did
0: the watch-along that day. I think we
1: recorded. We have
0: already recorded the watch along. And yeah, I remember watching that promo and I remember texting like, oh, shit, they're at Raw in the same building. Um, So this promo, Seth Rollins, you know, he tells Cody, he's like, well, you know, I didn't see you coming at WrestleMania. Now I see you coming and I'm, you know, I'm going to beat your ass. But I want to put you in the same position that I was in at Mania tonight. He's like, I'm going to pick an opponent for you, and you're not going to know who it is until he comes out. You're going to see how I feel. So a nice little hook. Good little main event you got for uh, for Monday Night Raw.
1: To the main event.
0: You know, so uh, definitely had me coming back to see see more after that. Um, The first match of the night, we get the tag team title match between Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And uh, Sasha and Naomi, they do pick up the win. And the heel turn that everybody was expecting finally happened. Rhea Ripley turns heel on Liv Morgan. And she hits her with a wicked riptide. Yeah,
1: that, that's the way I wish she would make it look every time.
0: Right, because it looked more like um, a pump handle powerbomb yeah, than it does a pump handle just slam. Yeah, a pump
1: handle slam.
0: Which is like a normal looking move. Yeah,
1: the way she hit Liv with it, I'd love to see her keep doing it that way. That should I be. I hope this leads her to joining Edge and Damien Priest. Yeah. I wouldn't mind them having a girl in a stable. It's been a while.
0: And not to mention, I think this match one-on-one, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley could be entertaining, yeah, too. Yeah, it could. You know, Liv Morgan's getting better and better in the ring. She's improving. She has been,
1: and Rhea's big enough that, you know, she could throw Liv around and make it look And ridiculous. not
0: just that. Rhea's just too damn talented for them to be doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's about fucking time.
1: Maybe right. this is the
0: build to nice making her... rump, too. <laughs> this could be the beginning of building her as the top... You know, heel on Raw as yeah, far as the women go. she had
1: that fucking show stealer with Charlotte.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, imagine her and uh, Bianca. We yeah, still haven't wow. seen that, like, one-on-one in WWE. And if they're going to build her as the top heel, uh, you know, depending on what they do with Becky. Because, um, you know, Becky, they can always just turn face again. You know, and they'll be fine. Um, but Rhea Ripley, I'm dying for them to do something with her. And this could be it. Like, I, I definitely see... Excuse me. I definitely see her going over in this feud with Liv Morgan. Yeah You know um, But yeah Long time coming And yeah Like you said On top of all that If she winds up You know Being the third she member Of Edge's stable that,
1: that whole thing right now
0: well, Apparently her and Damian Priest Are tight behind the scenes Yeah they are You know um, So it fits it, it works
1: And I like that they're doing it Because if you put them with Edge They're automatically
0: relevant Oh absolutely You know Edge will elevate them Just being around Not
1: them. doing anything For six months And then getting cut You know what I'm saying Yeah put them with somebody who's Established and let them
0: learn while they're on TV. I agree. It's old school shit. I agree. So, that's something to look forward to. We have a squash match from Veer, which... That guy, Veer, Mahan. He decimates some poor bass you know what, named bro? Jeff Brooks.
1: This, this, I don't know what they did, but it worked because I'm... Fully invested in Veer.
0: Oh, yeah, they hyped him for like fucking four months. Yeah, and then he, when he comes,
1: he's just crushing people the way he it's is. It's nice
0: to see that, yeah, the you know, the weight wor- the no was Lord worth it. they call it
1: squash match. they call enhancement matches. Whatever. He... To be nice to the Jabba's, well, who are now called enhancement
0: talent. <laughs> well, Veer was enhanced and the Jabba was that? squashed.
1: Fuck that. That was a squash <laughs> match and the guy that he crushed... Oh, I can't, a Jabba. Oh,
0: I could use them all at once. Veer was enhanced. The jobber was squashed. There you go. Perfect. But yeah, just more of that. Shit, I would like nah, to see... But, a, but
1: fucking Veer, bro.
0: I'd like to see a whole hour's worth of fucking raw of Veer just squashing. They should have
1: Veer come out <laughs> and crush somebody three times a night. One in the first hour, one in the second, one in the third. That's how you get viewers to fucking stick around. Because, yo, Veer has a look.
0: Veer's a big dude. And he dude moves around. dude is athletic. He moves around really well. And
1: the way he wrestles is like... They got something in there, bro. I'm kind of jealous of his hair. <laughs> his a, beard. I'm jealous of his yeah, damn he beard. Got a fucking, he got a thick head of hair. And he's bro. got a thick ass beard. Yeah, he, he looks like you're a fu- jealous of his
0: hair. I'm jealous of his beard. He looks
1: like a fucking lion, like a human lion.
0: Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> head. It looks like his head would be on like someone's wall if they hunted him down. Like yeah. Like he's he's a fucking beast, man. Like well, yeah, I like it's how a scary they, looking dude. people. Yeah, scary looking dude. You know. Um. So we get. The, uh, the lie detector segment where Kevin Owens has Chad Gable assist him on um, putting Ezekiel Yo, through the lie detector.
1: As goofy as this is. This is actually funny. I'm actually... And interested.
0: Chad Gable's fucking good, man. Chad Gable's shown a lot of personality and I'm, fi- and I'm so glad that he's, you know, that whole shorty G shit is in the rear view. Yeah. And it's like forgotten at this point. Chad
1: Gable should have been this generation's Kurt Angle, so to speak. He has the charisma. He has the in-bringability. They should have strapped Kurt Angle to him a long time ago, and he should be just coming out of that.
0: Yeah. But I will say this, him and, like, being in Alpha Academy, Alpha Academy has saved Otis and Chad Gable. Yeah. both of them had And they're a legit going. tag
1: team. Yeah. They're not just two guys that were thrown together. like they And they hang out a lot, too, like, behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. So I'm I, really glad to see Chad Gable I showcase. I wish he would
1: have gotten the tag titles for a little longer.
0: Yeah. Really glad to see Chad Gable showcase a lot more. Um, that's a long time coming. But... And he was great in this segment it's really so entertaining. He's strapping, you know, Ezekiel to the fucking You know, lie detector test or whatever And he does a couple of test runs Where, you know, he says something Like he asks him to, you know, tell the truth about something And he does Then Chad asks him to lie about something And he lies, and Kevin Owens is like Oh, look, see, he's lying, and Chad's like, <laughs> I, I told him to lie Yo, Kevin Owens <laughs> He's like, I told him to lie, it's, it's cool And Kevin's like, alright, carry on So, you know, he asks him if you ask him if he's Ezekiel, eventually you ask him if he's Ezekiel or if he's Elias, and he says he's Ezekiel, and it says it comes out that he's not lying, and it's just driving Kevin Owens nuts <laughs> and this is so stupid, but Kevin Owens is just on fucking fire right now, he just makes everything he touches is gold right now and you know what I got to say I like Ezekiel more than I like elias because yeah, it's funny and and the shit he said, who wants to hear Zeke speak <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid he.
1: he needs to grow some kind of beard back though no keep him his face looks it looks like gargamel from the smurfs bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks hilarious his face is forever stained with like a five o'clock shadow that's yeah, probably what i'd look it, like well, if i ever well, shaved wait. my fucking beard
1: it just
0: it just always there yeah it's uh but the, the one head scratcher out of this so this leads to ezekiel having his first match on raw and it's against chad gable And the match ends in a disqualification because Otis interrupts and gets Chad Gable disqualified. So Ezekiel's first match, he wins by disqualification because Otis... That's the WWE bullshit
1: they throw in. Like, what? what? You gave us a pretty cool segment followed by, like, a...
0: Just a, you know, worthless match.
1: I I think Ezekiel is funny.
0: (laughs) See, all right, I'll say that now just because, you know, it's dealing with Kevin Owens. Is this going to lead to a match at Backlash with Kevin Owens? I don't know. And if it does, kind of scares me because Kevin Owens should not be taking any pinfalls. Especially to a fucking guy like this. No, Sorry, Ezekiel's entertaining. But I'm not saying he should be beating Kevin Owens. So that's the only thing that kind of like... You never know with WWE. They will go from... Kevin Owens main eventing WrestleMania with Steve Austin to taking an L from Ezekiel. Yeah. They will. They could, and they will. So I'm not holding that shit past them. So that's why I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna set myself Just up to, for disappointment. Go on to the next match. You know? Um, because
1: the more you talk about it, the more I think about it. And it's
0: it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We had R.K. Bro versus Street Profits in a non-title match. It's
1: interesting because at the end of the match, they played the Usos music.
0: Well, yeah, they played well. Near the end of the match, yeah. yeah, In order to um, distract Orton and Riddle. And it worked. Street Profits wound up getting the win. Usos never came out.
1: Telling them who, you know, we played the
0: music. It was Montez Ford. Finally,
1: I wanted to see the Street Profits heel.
0: I'm taking this as a heel turn.
1: Because I think Montez Ford is another guy who needs to be showcased on TV on the mic more. He's going to (laughs) be by himself at some point. Eventually, yeah. But... He has a lot of charisma, and I want to see how he works as a bad guy.
0: And at the same time, too, it was like I was saying, like I called this heel turn, I called for it a couple weeks ago, just because like the street profits have been losing to every team, so like there's nothing left for them to do other than to turn heel, or yeah. unless you want to just trade them right back to SmackDown where they came from. But they're not gonna do that because Bianca's on Raw, and they're gonna keep her together with Montez yeah, Ford. She's their champion. <clears throat> exactly, they're gonna keep her happy. Same reason why Seth and Becky are on the same show. You had to turn them heel. Yeah. You didn't have a choice because they just kept on taking losses to all the fucking babyfaces. The Usos beat them the week before. So they had no choice. So I'm glad to see they actually went through with it. I don't know where exactly it'll lead, but we'll see. Edge and Damien Priest cut a promo backstage, and Edge basically challenges AJ Styles to a rematch, even though he won at WrestleMania. Edge wants the match again with AJ Styles. It should be the other way around, but sure.
1: Still, I'll still take the match.
0: Yeah, we're getting Edge and AJ part two with Backlash. Pretty good promo. Yeah.
1: I think he threw some shots at fucking Brody King here, didn't he?
0: Saying something like, you know, um, people forgot that, you know, I was in the brood and I was in the Ministry of Darkness.
1: Brody King's career is over. (laughs) Edge just pretty much owned you without even acknowledging you or your real name. He
0: just... I Let's mean, no, like I, I was in the brood and stuff. you and I might ago. see that as a shot at Brody King and, and look at it like that, and it might be that, but most people don't even know who Brody King is. So. That's the funny thing.
1: Right. <laughs> so can't even end
0: a career that's not too known to begin the, with. You got owned, my guy. So anyway,
1: the tattoo artist.
0: But it did lead to um, AJ Styles accepting the match backstage, and then the lights started to flicker and. They went out for a second or two. They come back on and Priest and Edge are standing right by him. They beat him down and they attack his arm. So I guess now AJ is going to be selling an arm injury going into this match. The hokey pokey shit or the hocus pocus shit. I, I could kind of deal without that. Yeah, we no, don't he's need he's another supernatural. Yeah. Edge can be this dark character without, having, without him having to need supernatural fucking powers to get by. Yeah. It's stupid. Just, can we do away with that shit? There's no more Undertaker. You let go of Bray Wyatt. Why does someone... You're, you're not even putting Alexa Bliss on TV, which I'm not complaining. As long as it's not with that fucking stupid, you know, with, with the gimmick that doesn't belong to her. Why, does, why is there a need for a supernatural gimmick?
1: Yeah, I think Edge should just be this dark character and just be himself. Fuck the fucking powers.
0: It's just the fucking, like, the lights flickering and then he shows up. Come on, man. Are we really going this route with Edge, too? Yeah. I, I really hope not. I do not like it. It's just... I can't, why can't it just be Edge versus AJ Styles? They can do the faction. You can have them, you know... You, you can present them in a dark manner the way you are. I, I just really hope they're not going down the, the, the supernatural route. Because it's so fucking played. And it's stupid. It's not believable in the slightest bit. It's... Come on. Do kids really think this they shit don't is start happening? Have an
1: edge give like weekly bloodbaths.
0: Yeah, it's just I don't know. Let me not say that. St- yeah, I know you're talking about fucking manifesting something. Huh? Um so yeah, like, like I said, I'm just trying to appreciate the fact that we're getting Edge and AJ again, and maybe it'll be better this time around. Even though their WrestleMania match was good, I still think it didn't deliver quite like everybody was hoping for.
1: No, because I think they left a lot for later. Yeah, they and it's, you know,
0: on, obviously so. we're not getting a one-off feud, so it makes sense. Give me
1: another one,
0: I'll take it. Right. So the match of the night, and probably one of the best matches all week, Finn Balor versus... Yes,
1: this was great.
0: Finn Balor versus Theory, not Austin not Theory. Not Austin theory. 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 Austin sat this one out. For the U.S. Championship, and uh, this was a hell of a match, man. It just goes to show you, you know, Austin Theory... Yeah, this dude's the fucking future. Yeah, you can go. You he know, wins the match. they're he already saying the that they see a young John Cena in him. Yeah, and um, we saw the like you said the the Okada and fucking Osprey Universal. spot.
1: He went for the, he went for that I think dope. it was
0: um yeah it was Theory that went for the drop kick. He went for that um the rolling drop kick
1: into a fucking pop sit down power bomb. That was Finn Balor caught him right, and he hit a fucking like springboard. Off his like legs off the top rope Spanish fly. Bro. Yes, that was yeah, holy I was watching shit. That like wow.
0: Yeah, that was incredible. How
1: could anybody not like this kid? Yeah, like I see people like trying to trash him, and I'm like,
0: you're no. crazy.
1: You're crazy.
0: Look, his name is pretty stupid now that it's Theory yeah, and not Austin but Theory. Listen, but man, he, he can go the into the ring
1: of the boss, and he has a strap on his shoulder now.
0: Yep. And he's got a rocket on his fucking back. Yes.
1: That, that match was good, man.
0: He wins the United States Championship with the ATL. And he even gets the fucking, like, the locker room treatment that, you know, they all, all the heels in the locker room come out. All the, like, the the B card heels. All the fucking jobber heels, I guess. Yeah. Apollo Crews, Commander Aziz, fucking T Bar. Poor Dominic Dijakovic. Um, you got a couple other guys come out and they. You know, they start celebrating the with him, beat and beat they beat put him on his... They beat put, heels? He's on, like, Commander Aziz and fucking T-Bar's shoulders. Like, they're... It's like Bret Hart at WrestleMania ten, without Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just... It was just odd to see. Like, I don't think we've ever seen that, like, a heel champion... Being like, you know, hoisted onto someone's shoulders no. like that and celebrated. And but it was different. I thought it was memes cool. The going around in his face. Then, then the, the, the selfie he takes with Vince McMahon when he gets he to looks the stage. Like the, belt, the smile, his, yeah, his smile was pretty weird looking, man. He, it, he looked like the fiend in that picture. It's really, really odd, really strange. But yeah, man, he's the U.S. champion, kind of like someone else who started out, his, you know, who got his first championship with that very title, John he did. Cena. He's like John Cena with
1: Randy Orton's athletic ability. Yeah, because that drop kick is ridiculous. Yeah, Randy man. Orton. We were watching a match yesterday. Randy Orton threw a drop kick at Edge, and I was like, "Wow!" Like he almost kicked him in the face just from a standstill. Orton's Edge like six four.
0: Orton's drop kick is.
1: So it was really second to none. Yeah, for a long time, but I think Theory is coming in his own and finding... And like, yo, Okada has another great drop kick. And Theory's got to dropkick that's And the
0: fact that Theory can there, get as as high up as he does from a, from tumbling in, from the like, apron like, dude, into the ring.
1: He was the Evolve champion. I got to check some of that. I don't know what network, because WWE owns their library. They you know? do, yeah. And there's matches of like certain wrestlers now that are in NXT or... And AEW. And AEW, yeah, that were in Evolve. Right. So I want to check some of that Yeah,
0: show. there's got to be a lot of cool shit we on there. You might find right. some
1: like, hidden gems from people that... We see now on TV that we yeah, didn't see back then.
0: That are now blowing up, you know.
1: Theory, wanted of them. Yeah, was there, he was pretty much the heavyweight champ. I
0: can't call him Theory. He, he, his name is Austin Theory. Theory's not a fucking name. It's almost like you're like you're you're, you're saying it in like in a question, yeah. like Theory. It's weird. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't know why he couldn't keep Austin, but whatever. Theory is your new United States champion. It just sounds silly. Like that's not a name. Yeah. But regardless. New U.S. champion, and yeah, it felt like a it felt like a moment. It felt like a moment. Vince McMahon even came out and celebrated him, took a fucking selfie. I don't know where that leaves Finn Balor. Um, Maybe again, Finn
1: ends up helping AJ. AJ against that, this I could fashion.
0: see that. I could see it would be something for him to do, and it would make sense for him to help AJ. They are you know Bullet Club buddies and shit like that. So yeah,
1: it'd be cool. It'd be it's something better for him to do than just nothing.
0: You know, um, it's something for him to do. Um. Yeah. It just it's a shame, man. It it's so obvious. Vince McMahon doesn't really give a rat's ass about Finn Balor. No. And he NXT, he's presented completely different. On NXT, he comes off as a big deal.
1: He's actually cool.
0: Yeah. It's night and day. I remember seeing a couple matches and a couple promos going back to his second run in NXT, and I was like, man, like he wasn't the demon once. He didn't need the demon. He doesn't need the demon. No.
1: He wasn't the demon
0: right every once in a while exactly he doesn't need the demon he just needs to be fucking booked correctly man he just like he's be taking like someone to give a damn about him NXT he was a star and he came off as one he cut good promos he was a fucking heel he didn't have to lean on the demon or or cut bland babyface promos none of that shit. Then he gets to fucking SmackDown, he feuds with Roman, and that was it. Yeah. yeah he's just been... That up. was it. On a fucking shit slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Imagine going down a slide after a kid who shit his pants on the way down before you. That's what <laughs> Finn Balor... You sound like you done. speak from experience. No, I'm just saying, I've seen it happen. <laughs> Being in a park in New York as a kid was a fucking <laughs> adventure, dude. I've seen things happen that...
0: <laughs> anyway... <laughs> The fucking wedding. Otley, this was actually Otley's funny. Was
1: actually funny.
0: I usually don't even bother mentioning the twenty four seven segments because R-Truth obvious reasons. Kind of like
1: surprised himself because
0: he he did something and the crowd
1: immediately followed him and he was like, "Whoa!" Like our truth is really over in this comedy shit.
0: He's he's good for the comedy. Um, I'll say I'll say this. Out of all this, the most entertain other than our truth, obviously. Tamina showed me some personality in this. The one part where R-Truth... Now, first, R-Truth says that, like, you know, the 24-7 title, like, the rules are going to be lifted right now for the ceremony, which apparently turned out to be bullshit. But R-Truth, he goes to the, you know, if anybody has any reason for these two couples to not marry, speak now, or forever, hold your peace. And Tamina, she takes Akira Tozawa, who she's supposed to marry, and switches him out with fucking Reggie. So now she's positioned to marry fucking Reggie and Dana Brooke is about to marry Akira Tozawa and they're all like, what the hell are you doing? And then R-Truth is like, all right, so if anybody has an issue with these and then Tamina goes and switches herself out with Akira Tozawa and she's ready to marry Dana Brooke. And they got Reggie and Akira Tozawa. (laughs) And everybody's going crazy like, what the fuck is wrong with Tamina? (laughs) Then R-Truth does it again and then Tamina goes right back to where it was. With her and Itzawa. and So it was just kind of like, what the hell is Tamina doing? Ah, so she teased marrying everybody in the fucking you ring. you people laugh, I guess. It was funny, though. It was funny. And it all turned out like when Reggie goes to kiss Dana Brooke, he puts her on her, you know, puts her, on her back and then pins her and wins the fucking title <laughs> as he's kissing her. Fucking and jerk. I got to say, I actually got a kick out of that. Jerry the Jerko off. And the then it changed, it changed hands like three more fucking times and Dana Brooke won it back and left on our truths back. As he ran away. It was okay. I mean, at least we knew going into it it was going to be fucking yeah, silly. It's so,
1: just. WWE knows how silly and dumb this is.
0: WWE weddings are usually pretty fun. The
1: last one on NXT was pretty fun with Dexter Lumis. And Indy
0: Hartwell. That yeah. was pretty good.
1: Theory was involved in that. One.
0: He was. I think that was the first episode of 2.0. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, if I'm not. No, second one. I don't know. It was one of the first two.
1: He was running around with Johnny Gargano.
0: Right. Yeah, because Gargano was like the best man or something. Or he was like the father giving her away. Who
1: is another guy that I hope pops up back in WWE within the next year. Just might. Because Gargano is a guy that they can do something with.
0: So we get a backstage interview with Bobby Lashley. And apparently Bobby Lashley was challenged to an arm wrestling match from Amas and MVP. Which is going to take place on this week's episode of Raw. As long as Lashley is not mic'd up, I don't care. (laughs) I wonder if this is going to take place in the VIP round.
1: Not the lounge,
0: the rounds. Oh, the rounds. Is that run by
1: Scooby
0: Doo? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take oh, the mystery Lashley. machine to get there.
1: It sucks because now what do you do? MVP is Omas's mic piece. And obviously, Bobby Lashley can't talk as a bad guy. Unless just
0: say Leo Rush ain't coming back anytime soon.
1: No, not at all. So now, it's. I thought they were going to have Bobby Lashley. Be with Omas and MVP for a little bit, but they went the other route.
0: Yeah, we we talked about that. I it could have actually made a little more a little sense. Then
1: turn on them, but they would. I, I guess they went the other route. But now, what does Lashley do? He has to get better on the mic. Even the promo he cuts that he didn't fuck up. Once I get done with Omas, I'm coming for you. It's like it's not the '80s, bro. Yeah, you're, it just you're not sounds really. Kid and tell him to eat his vitamins.
0: It sounds really cliche. Yeah.
1: Sounds a little tougher, but as a bad guy, I mean, that's right.
0: a right? I like I said, I, I don't have an issue with the arm wrestling match. That could be entertaining. Yeah, just it's, keep it's, the fucking mic as away as long from Bobby Lashley. Lashley
1: Doesn't cut a five minute promo after that because that is hard to sit. I through. don't
0: want to hear him say anything. I
1: feel like my face turns red for him.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's. I hate feeling embarrassed for anyone.
1: Yeah,
0: anyone. I'd rather be embarrassed for shit I did.
1: Yeah, when you I could owe up to for that. a wrestler, it's like... For Dude. anyone!
0: But, like, it's bad. bad. Like, I have to feel embarrassed of someone that's on my TV. He's not even physically in front of me. And he's... Or, maybe I'm 10, just man. embarrassed that, like, I'm, I'm a wrestling fan watching this watching shit. Watching him, right? like, ah. Oh. I <laughs> become one of those fucking guys really that, fucking like... fucking watch this shit. It's too. like I step outside of myself, like, you really watching this shit? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. So uh-huh. maybe it is self-embarrassment after all. And I'm just shoveling sh- 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 it onto Bobby Lashley for being terrible on the mic. Shame on me. See, yeah, we're getting an arm wrestling match on Raw. But the main event, Cody Rhodes comes out. And I don't think this is much of a surprise who Seth Rollins' opponent was going to be. It's going to be Kevin Owens, the only fucking friend good, he has. because they did this in a dark match. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see this. And Kevin and Cody are pretty tight. I you know, um, had a pretty uh, good stage. match for uh, main event. In Raw. And this was good just because it's like this isn't a match you want to burn through because I could see Kevin Owens being maybe the next feud. For Seth Rollins, you never know. Like yeah. that, that's a pay per view match for sure. And yeah, the they promos to that, and not right? Off and yet. I don't think Kevin Owens shouldn't be eating any pinfalls right During now. During the
1: match, he, he tells him, "Get your fat ass in the ring, Kevin." Yeah,
0: Seth Rollins is ringside, and I like, like you said, like I, I like the way this match ended. And um, Kevin Owens is ringside, and Seth Rollins is trying to motivate him to get him back in. And he, like Mike said, he tells him to get his fat ass back in the ring, and Kevin Owens looks and is like, "What did you just say?" And he seems like this is your fight. I'm out of here. I think he told him "fuck you" too. <laughs> something like he said something that was bleeped out. Yeah. So I don't know if it was "fuck off" or whatever, but he said something that was bleeped off, and Kevin Owens walked off and got counted out, and Cody Rhodes won. So Which is I like good. I yeah. don't want Kevin Owens
1: taking any pins?
0: <laughs> right, and Cody whether it's Cody Rhodes or not. So you protect both of them. Kevin Owens didn't look weak. He just you know wasn't and gonna was put up with big Seth Rollins' shit. It was. Right. And um and then to end Monday Night Raw, Cody Rhodes is on the second rope celebrating, and Cody and Seth Rollins just gets in the ring and launches him off into the barricade, and Raw goes off the air. So that was Monday Night Raw. SmackDown. I think they're gonna be really They're gonna be wasting too much time on SmackDown. Um. Yeah. Xavier Woods fought Butch and beat and then him. And Butch disappeared. Right. Whatever. Gunther had another fucking solid squash match. Which, That's match. good. I like to see more squashes from Gunther because I don't know what I enjoy more—the squash matches or the names of these fucking jobbers. Teddy Goods. <laughs> yeah. just, it reminds. me you know, begging Gunther because you know like so it
1: reminds me of the '90s when the Jabber's in the ring already. He gets no music. You see the stars entrance. It's like,
0: wait, is that Tony Nese?
1: <laughs> they should bring him back just for that. <laughs> Bring him back on a handshake deal just to get his All ass right, We're going to put you fight against
0: Veer. <laughs> on Monday. And then Friday,
1: you're fighting Gunther.
0: <laughs> and while you're at it, go down to Orlando. Harlan needs the squash match Yeah, 50. right? <laughs> oh,
1: man. <laughs>
0: that would be fucking great. Oh, that would be good. I want to see Veer
1: and Gunther fight at Survivor Series. The Something two, the two king squashes of each brand. How do you, who go
0: who goes over in that? I, I don't I don't they even just,
1: know. They they fight until they fight into the crowd, and you never see the end. It's Cody Rhodes' idea. <laughs> like, wait, am I watching dynamite? <laughs> nah, but they just fight until it gets too out of control, and then you gotta break them apart.
0: I guess nobody loses. They just but I, them. I can't act like I, I wouldn't want to fucking see that though. I can't act like I wouldn't want to see that. So, but uh, yeah, we get Riddle versus. Jay Uso, and uh, he also beats Jay as well. Which makes me believe that the Usos are taking those titles over R.K. Bro. Well, I mean, we still don't even have a fucking title match. Because when is Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank is in July. What's June? June is Hell in a Cell. I could see the Usos taking
1: those titles, but R.K. Bro staying together until Money in the Bank... Mm-hmm. And then making it SummerSlam is the match, Riddle versus Randy Orton.
0: Right. Because
1: I think you would have wanted to explain it. Like, what if Riddle's in the,
0: the Money, in the, bank money in the Bank
1: match and loses, and then Randy got a shot at Roman at SummerSlam? I'm ready for. But plus, Randy Orton is getting his big show. It's his twentieth anniversary, and he's one of the WWE's most consistent people. Give him a fucking title shot against Roman at SummerSlam. Let them sell that stadium out. Or at least money in the bank. Money in the bank. Mm -hmm. And let Riddle cost him that match later that night. That's what I was fucking... No, no, I got you. I follow you. Let Riddle be the one to cost Randy the match at the end of the night. And everybody's like, wow, what a prick. Like, Randy was really a friend.
0: Yeah. Nobody else ever got that. You did and You fucking turned on him? And not to mention, I mean, Roman and Randy. Fuck. We haven't seen that in a long time. It's been too long. And they're two completely different guys now. Yeah. Better wrestlers now. 2014, they had the one SummerSlam match, which was really good, by the way. Very good match. That was like Roman's first big solo match, uh, solo victory. It's right yeah. after the Shield broke up. So we haven't really seen it since then, man. Imagine that shit now. That Roman Brandy would be, to me, that's a stadium main that's event. That's a perfect main event for money in the bank. Money in the bank. Allegiant Stadium, Vegas. So
1: I, I think that Riddle beating both Uso brothers means that the Usos are eventually going to go over over RK-Bro, whether it's clean or some backhanded tactic.
0: Yeah. And that could be the beginning of the end um, to RK-Bro. You know, they could definitely go that route. Um, so we see Sami Zayn. He approaches. Well, apparently earlier in the night, Sami Zayn caught RK-Bro talking to Drew McIntyre about, you know, the bloodline and how they don't really care for the bloodline and whatever. Sami Zayn is scheduled to face Drew McIntyre in a lumberjack match that night. And we all know Sami Zayn is not looking forward to that. So he overheard Drew McIntyre talking shit but about Sami the bloodline. Sami Zayn line.
1: versus Drew McIntyre could be a good match that you can build
0: to. Yeah, but the way they're booking the Sami way they're Zayn now. This,
1: I, like, this is just like, nah.
0: The way they're booking Sami Zayn now, we're not going to see that match out no. of Drew McIntyre and Zayn. So Sami Zayn, he overheard Drew McIntyre talking shit about the bloodline. So. In order to get the bloodline, hopefully, on his side for this match, he goes to talk to Roman about how Drew McIntyre was saying this and that about them and hoping that he can get, you know, the services of the Usos in order to back him up for their Lumberjack match. He leaves without Roman saying a word to him, but then Roman does tell the Usos, like, I don't want anybody talking, you know, throwing dirt on my names. Like, you make sure, you know... Make sure you go out there and, you know, protect the the family name or whatever. So the Usos are going to be out there for the Lumberjack match. And this Lumberjack match just kind of gets out of hand as well. And Sami Zayn gets away from that. Throw the crowd again? Yes. So then after a nine-minute match and apparently a no contest, Adam Pearce tells Sami Zayn that I believe it's next week he faces Drew McIntyre in a steel cage match. Oh, I mean, I'm looking. For, uh, I'll watch that. So that'll be cool. Yeah, and be I believe, if see. I'm not mistaken, I believe that episode of SmackDown was already taped because they are due to go to to an they are due for an overseas tour um, oh. this coming week. So what was teased? I believe. I mean, I'm assuming Drew McIntyre won. I didn't get all of the fucking spoilers yet, but what I did see is Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre did have an exchange. At the end of that SmackDown.
1: His next opponent. But they are going to call. But
0: my thing. Yeah, but my thing is this. Like, Backlash is literally like a week away. So is Roman even wrestling in this fucking pay per view? Yeah, wow.
1: He hasn't had a.
0: Maybe the shoulder injury was legit. I think that shoulder injury was something. Just giving him time to heal. He's
1: been wrestling on house shows.
0: Here and there. I don't think. It could be just six man tags where he can, you know, go in there, do his spots, and then the Usos do the, you know, the blunt of the, you know, bumping around and shit. So it's possible that they're doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like they're we might not even get a title match, like a world title match at Backlash, which leads me to believe what's gonna be the main event. Is it gonna be the RK Bro Usos match? It's it is a title unification. Maybe they they, they have been building that to be the big thing. You know? So
1: and that's that, that it branches off of Roman, so Exactly.
0: So Maybe and that's, that's and it. that's a way to get to Roman and which, Randy if that's you know, or you know what? I'm not mad. Be interesting. It's a different. It's yeah. a different way. It's you know. It's a B pay per view. So they they don't maybe, have maybe, to. Maybe
1: one of your B titles, so to speak, finishes it.
0: You know that ain't happening. Theory ain't made no, a I mean, of paper. No, like, now. like
1: your, the tag team titles are considered a B title.
0: I get what you're saying. Maybe a woman's. Maybe the I quit match. Charlotte and uh, maybe. Ronda closes out. That maybe might... Cody and Seth. I don't know.
1: It but might, I... it might be Charlotte and Ronda because Ronda's draw power.
0: Right. And it's not the first time a woman's title match has closed out a pay per view. No, so Definitely it's, it's, it's not. It's not anything new now. now. <laughs> right. It's like, you it's know what? Of, I'm
1: not surprised. It's like
0: sometimes the woman's title, yeah. you know, which I don't have a problem with. I think I could Bianca's be better. Bianca's
1: defending the title against Sonya Deville, but I don't But
0: think that's, he, at, that's on Raw. That's on Raw. Oh,
1: it's not. It's not at the pay per view. So we don't so know who she's not facing. Even not
0: it? yet. Not yet. The card's not finished yet. Um, but that was SmackDown. Um, like I said, not really much to talk about. Backlash is about a week away, and um, you know we ran through a little bit of the card. We got AJ Styles versus Edge. We got Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Charlotte Flair putting the SmackDown Women's title on the line versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. The RK Bro versus the Usos title unification match. Um, I don't know what else do we have. Do we, are we getting uh, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss? I know you're waiting for that one. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna be a fucking doozy. Yeah, um, I, I wonder what where Mad
1: Cat goes from. I don't me.
0: even think Ko has a match. I don't think him and Zeke are having a match, not that I know of yet. So this card is still kind of up in the air. But I feel like we're not gonna get a world title match. But you know what? You are gonna get a fucking watch along. It's so like I said, we're releasing a watch along, possibly later on in the week. And it's going to be Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus The Shield for the Rhodes jobs back. Took place in WWE Battleground 2013. So be on the lookout for that. And just like I said, you know, we did that watch along. We already recorded it. And we did it because, you know, Cody and Seth seems to be one of the big rivalries going on right now. We felt it was relevant to what's going on with their feud. Just dating back to the history that they have with each other. And, you know, just showing the chemistry that they've always had together in the ring. Definitely a fun watch along. Worth your time. But uh, as far as anything else goes, um, I think that's all we got for you this week. And like I said, besides the watch-along later on in the week, we got our Randy Orton episode next week. And then that's probably going to be followed by our Backlash review. So just a couple things to look forward to in the next couple weeks. And soon after the Backlash review, will probably be a Double or Nothing review. Because we got two pay-per-views coming up in May. Good, good, busy month. Yeah. So a lot of shit to look forward to, but that's all we got for you this week, guys. If you're not already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high for any updates on episodes. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Mike, any last thoughts over and out? Looking forward to this forbidden door backlash around the corner, double or nothing. A lot of shit to look forward to. But that's all we got for you right now. Like I said, look out for our watch-along. Look out for our Randy Orton episode. Otherwise, follow us on Instagram. For Mikey Bravo, this is Lex James. We'll catch you next week.